Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast and for today's episode we have with us Mr. Jeremy who is the VP at Shardian Foundation. Hi Jeremy, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining. Uh, so to begin with, could you please explain us or maybe speak a little bit about your journey so far? Yeah, so pretty much I think very fortunately my entire career has been in early stage startups um within tech. And for about the last 15 years, you know, I've essentially been one of the first five people on the companies that I've been a part of. One first being over 15 years ago was a social media management tech company and then after that um I had two companies that I actually co-founded, one being Urban Stems, a direct consumer e-commerce floral and gifting company, and the second one being Clyde, which was a B2B SaaS insurance tech company. So that's what I spent most of the last decade as a uh, as a founder of uh, two venture back startups, and then about last year, so I just celebrated my one year anniversary at Shardium. And you know, when I was looking to leave my last startup, you know, if I wasn't going to start another company again, you know, I really wanted to finally explore Web three, particularly like being at an infrastructure layer Web three startup, so a layer one or a layer two blockchain startup. And it was just so fortunate when I decided I was going to make that move and explore that space. as an operator Nishal and um Omar you know got in contact with me through through a mutual connection and you know we were able to really find a a common bond around how we saw the future of the space um and it was pretty clear to me that this is a, the spot I wanted to help build amazing so how would you explain web3 to the audience it's we're talking about your journey and most of your work has been surrounded around it yeah so I think I I I hold the trophy for probably being the least technical person at Shardium. So I I will take a very non-technical, I would say explanation of like web3 and how I try to like get people to really connect with what we're what what we're all trying to philosophically accomplish here. Um so for me, when I look at web2, it's really just about extracting value from individuals. and monetizing their data and their information right and very simply i i feel web3 is a way for the user to get more control back have more power over their data and extract the value from this network um in a way that is beneficial to them so i see it really as a reversal of web2 and all these big toll takers within the ecosystem whether it's like a google with their ads or you know amazon or web services you know, all all those things i th- i feel like this is a correction to going too far in that direction um uh, so that's why i'm excited about what we're doing at shardium because i feel like we're really going to give users this new internet this new control over over their information so now that we're talking about shardium could you explain your role at shardium to us and how does it stand apart from the rest of the organization in terms of the number of initiatives that it takes for its employees yeah so my role as vice president of people operations uh here at shardium means i am you know accountable and in owning and leading all things related to you know hr internal culture comms internal culture comms as well as and maybe most importantly at our current stage our our recruiting um so when i joined last year you know i think we were maybe a dozen people 
We have now grown to over 50 people in a little bit over a year. So I would say that is where I've been spending primarily most of my time since I joined. And as we continue to you know, get our our product out towards launch, I'll be continuing to probably spend like the majority of my time there. So my, yeah, I would say I primarily spend my time on people initiatives given, given my role and mostly focus on how do we attract the best talent to Shardium. Yeah, talking about attracting the best talent comes the question of hiring. So what process does Shardium follow? And how do you think it is beneficial for both the organization as well as the employees? You know, it probably isn't too dissimilar from what you see across, you know, the broader, you know, venture back to early stage tech ecosystems or start startups. Um, we, you know, we are pretty diligent about, you know, even at this early stage, going through a planning process. You know, it's not quite an annual planning process. We're only we're almost we're barely two years old, right? So but we run a planning process that includes all our, you know, leadership across the org as well as a tight, you know, feedback loop with our finance team to essentially figure out like, hey, everybody, given our goals this year, what are the gaps that you have on your team or the skill set gaps, the seniority needs? What are the different gaps that are are required for you to hit your goals? And then I essentially con- consolidate all those hiring requests from across the org and discuss with our finance team, what are we actually going to be able to activate on across all those needs? And sometimes I have to be the bad guy and say, sorry, we can only do half of what you requested. But it's also important that at this early stage, you know, we have to operate under the appropriate amount of constraints. Um, And, you know, there's always going to be less resources at this stage of business. But after we identify that hiring roadmap, uh, me and my recruiting team, my technical recruiter, Will Smith, uh, we will then actually go tackle that based on how we have scheduled out throughout the year when we want these people to join. So we were very aggressive on sourcing candidates. Um, we obviously have a pretty robust like inbound effort around how we attract people to come through our whether it's our content um, or how we're posting on certain job boards that are very Web3 focused. We get a lot of inbound traffic, but we're also very active and actively going out and selling people on why they should be joining Shardium and what makes us different because you know, we're still a small brand, all things considered, and we still need to make sure that we're putting ourselves in front of people that we think are going to be very additive to uh, what we're building. Amazing. So working in the tech space, what benefits do you think the Web3 space is providing? And what kind of job roles can people look at when, you know, is somebody... Uh, yeah, I think uh, one thing that I would I would suggest any listeners um, to actually go check out is any of the blog posts um, that have been uh, on the Shardium website from myself or Will on my recruiting team. And, you know, we're trying to give a lot of insight through interviews with our current team members, as well as some of our own writings and how we're trying to open source a lot of our our, our, our HR efforts. But please go read those. Um, it'll give you a good insight into what we're doing. But, you know, what something we've essentially relayed in a few of these blogs is Web3 is very global. It's like natively a global space by like a border borderless, I think we call it sometimes. So we we really enable like this freedom for people to be able to work with us from wherever they where wherever they are, right? Either community level or on our internal team. So you could be in Vietnam, US, India, Tokyo, you know, it, uh, we don't care where you're located and they don't care where we're located. It's just we are all able to work in this like very global decentralized way. And I think that type of freedom is 
you know, obviously it's very different from going and working at a Google or an Amazon or something like that. And I think it's something that people really appreciate um, and also really embodies the spirit of Web3. The types of roles that we're really hiring for, I mean, us specifically from a technical stack perspective, we're very Node.js and TypeScript heavy. Um, we're building you know, a layer one blockchain from scratch. So, you know, also, you know, people with distributed systems um, and networking um, type of experience is also valuable to us. So check out our job board. You know, we go in pretty great detail into like the types of technical skill sets we're looking for. But what we will be launching a great deal of um, over the course of the next few quarters is a lot more roles on the operations, go-to-market side, um, you know, ecosystem roles, business development roles, We've been really focused on technical this year, but uh, we'll start to be releasing a lot more of those things, which I think our community is going to be excited about. So, well, Very accurately, you mentioned that, you know, with the sort of new web spaces coming into the picture, the entire world has become sort of like a global village, as we say. So do you think working in a Web3 space would help you to access higher education opportunities internationally? for students currently? Yeah, yeah, I guess it probably depends on the institution um, that you're trying to get into, but I think it does enable you to work at such a global scale with people all over the world that I think it probably does provide a uniquely strong, I think, experience. You know, we're in a completely new space in many ways. So the learning curves are high, but I think it means that for individuals, you grow a lot faster joining at something at our stage. And I think that is rewarded by a lot of academic institutions when they see people taking on those types of real like world changing challenges. So. I'd, I'd have to believe that would be helpful. Amazing. So my last question to you is, what are some opportunities that people can people can look forward in the Web3 system? If you know you have to sort of conclude it in some words as to how do you see it going ahead? Opportunities? Well, I think something that our community team has really been like showcasing this last year is that anybody can help us build. Anybody can create these proof of community events and get involved in spreading awareness around Shardium. And ultimately, I think this will get even further leveraged by the fact that we'll be open sourcing later this year, which means literally anybody will be able to help commit code to build our network and improve the quality of our our, our, our system. So we have this idea of committers. Um, we want everybody to be a committer to it. Anybody can be one. And the more you do that, I think there's also will be opportunities like we see someone's maybe committed like 100,000 lines of code or something to our open source project. Maybe that person should be just should just join us internally. <laughs> uh, so I think there'll be a lot of cool opportunities like that. And like there's so much freedom to just go do that um, or go create these events if you're non-technical and just bring awareness and education around blockchain and shardium. Um, so uh, I think the opportunities are pretty endless and there's very little barriers um, to doing it. Um, so, you know, if you want to learn more about that, check out our blogs and, uh, you know, all our content. But also you can always hit up one of our community members on Telegram, Discord, you name it. Thank you, Jeremy, for taking time out of busy schedule and joining us for this podcast and sharing your amazing point of views in this very, very sort of new space that we're talking about that is Web3. So thank yeah. you. Oh, my and pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And thanks to your listeners for tuning into this episode. All right. Have a good one.